Almost Enlightened podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin, and this is, of course, a show about whatever I want. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. It's Sunday, January the 30th, 2022, and this is my first episode of the year. I took a break during the Christmas holiday period, and that break ended up lasting about a month. Now, it's not to say that I was resting, because quite frankly, I've been busier than I've ever been in the last couple of years. Busy working on other projects, busy studying, and busy reflecting. It's been a really interesting month for me because I can see my own expansion. An expansion that's been fueled by a myriad of experiences, some of which have been quite painful, and others quite joyous. When I started this show at the very end of 2020, I did it not knowing what this show would become. The one thing I was sure of, however, was that I had something to say. And a little over a year later, that's still the constant. Happy New Year is where I want to begin this episode. I wish all of you listening right now an incredible 2022, filled with self-discovery, community, forgiveness, realization, movement, and love. And with that genuine intention, I begin a new season, one that's bound to be different from the last, yet connected to the past through the continuity of who I am. This is indeed a show about whatever I want. Nevertheless, sometimes I censor myself because I'm afraid of the backlash. Sometimes I'm afraid of losing listeners, while other times I'm afraid of being judged. Those are two things I'll be working on this year speaking even more of my truth, and allowing this show to expand in unpredictable ways. One of the reasons that this is my first episode of the year is because I've been struggling with how I view a lot of what's going on in the world right now. My perceptions are evolving so rapidly that every time I create an episode, I feel differently about the content a matter of days later. But I've since realized that's normal. If I'm operating out of love, then my perceptions should be well-rounded. They should be fluid. And they should be accompanied by all of the emotions on the spectrum as I sympathize, empathize, and exercise compassion. In my own backyard, there's a convoy of truckers who are crossing the country in the name of freedom. It would seem to me that the convoy began as a protest against vaccine policy mandates for the truckers, but has since evolved into something much bigger than that. This convoy has shattered the previous world record of 480 trucks, set back in 2020 in Egypt, when truckers in the region united to support a million people in need of food, blankets, and clothes during the winter season. To give those of you outside of Canada, and perhaps many of you here in Canada that aren't following, perhaps because of the lack of mainstream media coverage, it's been estimated that the total number of trucks in the Canadian convoy might be anywhere from several thousand up to 50,000. Now, from a logic perspective, 50,000 trucks wouldn't be able to congregate in one city and would likely form a lineup so long that it would stretch into the next province. However, that doesn't diminish the energy and the awareness inherent in several thousand trucks descending on the nation's capital, 
not to mention the sheer number of supporters also congregating at the Capitol to express their views. Perhaps you're wondering if I'm going to share my opinion on the matter. The answer is yes, I will. My opinion is that freedom is expressing itself. Freedom isn't something that we obtain. It's something that is. Freedom always exists. It's a choice. It might be difficult for you to agree with me on the matter, and you might point out that there are millions of people that have been falsely incarcerated or killed because their views don't line up with those of the people in power, prompting you to ask me, well, where's the freedom in that, Alex? And I will say that we, and only we, are the ones standing in the way of our freedom, which begins with freedom of consciousness. But in not realizing this, we are as caged as an animal in the zoo. So what is freedom anyway? I believe that freedom is boundless choice. Take the choices away or allow them to be stripped away and the infinite nature of one's freedom is now governed. This is why the Freedom Convoy is an important moment in our country's history. It's actually an important moment in the world's history. The intent of what's largely being realized is the actualization and discovery of the freedoms that we've always had and still do. In other words, if it's change you want, then you have the power to do something about it. This is true of all human beings. Change necessarily begins with a thought. Hold that thought long enough, nurture it with the energy of love, and it must necessarily grow. What's been bothering me these past few weeks is the vilification of our fellow human beings. From political leaders like our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, to large segments of the population, we're quick to not only disagree with one another's views, but to diminish the beauty and perfection of who we truly are. We are not a people divided. We are simply an organism with infinite viewpoints. That we feel a divide is an illusion. An apple is part of the apple tree. It's of itself. And even after it's fallen to the ground, harvested, trucked to another country, and consumed, it's still of the same apple tree. Expand that viewpoint to see how the apple tree is connected to the soil, to the fungus in the soil, to the rain, the sun, the insects, to the totality of the environment. And we begin to inherently sense the connectedness of nature. And we humans are of nature. I mean, shoot, we share 96% of the same genetic code as a chimp and roughly 50% of the same code as a fruit fly. Through nature, we're all connected. Just as there are different varieties of apples, there are differences in humans and in human opinion. But essentially, we're all connected because we're an organism, large through our individual eyes and small through the eyes of the universe.
We're injuring ourselves when we hurl negativity at one another. Moreover, I posit that we are angry with ourselves because we know deep down that what's governing our freedom is ourselves. And we have only to look within to realize that it is the truth. That is my truth as I see it right now. As the truckers use the highways and freeways to make their way to the capital, it occurs to me that these roads are similar to beliefs. Most of us use roads every day of our lives. We use them to go to work, to get groceries, to visit family and friends. Roads aren't good or bad. They're intended to bring you to a destination. Sometimes the destination is a beautiful picnic spot, and other times it's a funeral. Interestingly, most of us use the same roads every day. Of all the millions of roads on the planet, in a given week, we use the same ones over and over again. Isn't it wonderful when you take a new road that leads you to an unexpected and beautiful location? Or what if it leads you to a scary location? Either way, upon arrival, it's up to us to evaluate the destination. How does it make you feel? Would you like to stay for a while? Get the heck out? Or visit again? How will our truckers feel when they arrive in Ottawa? Even in supposed solidarity, there will be as many emotional reactions as there will be people. When the road has taken us to our destination, when we get out of the truck or the car that represents the thought that put us on the road in the first place, how do we feel? How do you feel? Because I'll tell you that I want to feel love. Recently, I've been asking my seven-year-old how he feels when he's upset about something. And then I ask him how he'd like to feel. Now, most of the time, those are two very different answers. When the truckers and the supporters get to Ottawa, how will they feel? Will they remember what they're attempting to accomplish and why they're attempting to accomplish it? Because it seems to me that anyone who wants freedom wants it so that they may feel liberated, so that it'll enhance opportunity, enhance community, enhance love. If we widen our focus and ask ourselves why we're motivated to do anything, it nearly always boils down to the pursuit of joy, of happiness, and love. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's told me that they're motivated to make their lives less happy, with less joy, and less love. In fact, I can tell you that nobody's ever said that to me, but I have met a lot of people who would like to enjoy more joy and more love. When we evaluate the destination, it's important that we not forget the motivation that put us on the road in the first place. If the motivation is indeed love and joy, it simply cannot be obtained through hate and vilification. Signs that say, fuck Trudeau, aren't the answer. 
love is. Love is always the answer. The beliefs or the roads that brought us to the nation's capital have landed us in our hearts. The capital of our country is supposed to represent the hearts of Canadians. And I'll broaden that to say that it ought to represent the hearts of humanity around the world. We elected our government, and it's not perfect. It's not free. It's a representation of each of us struggling to exercise our individual and collective freedoms. Do you think the government isn't hurting? Do you think that its elected officials aren't as conflicted as you? We are all living in a self-imposed state of censorship. And I mean censorship in the broadest sense. Censorship of speech, censorship of expression, censorship of choice, censorship of freedom. All our own doing. We are of ourselves. We made this. And we have the power to rebuild it in our own image. The current state of affairs is entirely our doing. As such, its improvement will be entirely our doing. Not many of us physically put pen to paper and created the Charter of Rights and Freedoms but we are all responsible for upholding it, for dismantling it, or for rebuilding it. We do that on a daily basis with our actions, but we fail to realize that if we don't like what we've created, we are free to recreate it. The government is us. This is why we're in Ottawa. We're home in our own hearts, the very first organ to grow when we were in our mother's womb. No single person is the government. No single party is the government. We are. And again, when we remember the motivation for our mobilization, then we are apt to create in the spirit of love to truly take the governing out of government, which will unlock our freedom. I'd like you to consider just how powerful you truly are. If the fundamental emotion upon which we are all here on this planet is love, as evidenced by the thought of creating another human being, or the motivation that guides all of us in our decision-making, then we are one. There is no other moment that exists other than this very moment in which creation is happening. I ask you, what do you want to create right now? Our beliefs have ultimately led us to our hearts, and we must ask ourselves how we may expand our hearts. Will Ottawa grow today? Or will we tear it apart and get on another road in search of an elusive destination that can only be built by our imaginations 
and our own hearts. It's the heart that builds the heart. The arteries that we've labeled roads and beliefs need to be expanded so that more blood, your blood, our blood, flows to the heart and consequently to all of our organs represented by all the communities around the world. And you might find some joy in considering the possibility that each community has its own heart, as does each human being in that community. And just as we are responsible for the health of our own hearts, we are responsible for the larger ones as well. Expand the viewpoint and you will see that we are bound together by our humanity. Everything is bound together, from the seemingly disparate parts of our bodies to the way in which the earth is bound to the sun. From Tofino's Pacific Ocean to St. John's Atlantic Ocean, and even extending to Perth's Indian Ocean, the oceans are all connected. Lead with love, and you love every part of yourself, which includes all of nature, of which we are a part. Love is the answer. It is ultimately why we are already free, but simply haven't realized it yet. It's within each of us. In fact, it is us. We are of ourselves. We are of love. Thank you for your enduring support. And always know that I appreciate you.